with that first. Good. Um, I really am honored to be here. Um, when when Josh asked me to come uh, speak for you all, I I have not done a full lesson in quite a while. <laughs> um, I've I've done you know five minute talks for invitations and um, short studies uh, like that, but to do a full lesson um, requires a lot of uh, study for me to 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 pray on it to to think about the the theme for it um, to think about how God wants me to present His Word um, because first and foremost we're we're studying His Word together. It's not just me presenting my uh, my thoughts to you, but it's presenting uh, a way to think about God's Word, a way to digest God's Word in a way. Um, and and so it takes a lot of a lot of effort for me to to make sure that I'm truly presenting it the way that I know God wants me to. Um, so I'm, I really am honored to be here. Um, for those of you who don't know me, um, my name is Jordan Walsh. I'm, we uh, worship down in South Fayette Church of Christ in Fayetteville. Um, and my wife Amy and my son Grayson are here with me this morning. Um, and we've had a chance to meet many of you already. And um, the, the worship this morning has, has been really encouraging for me. I know, I, I hope it has been for you as well. I know that the songs that we sang are songs that, that I don't net normal, normally sing, uh, but the words um, really do challenge you to, to, to sing them from your heart and to mean them as you sing them. And, um, and I always appreciate a song that has a lesson in and of itself. <laughs> As you read through the words of that of some of these songs, uh, there's there's an entire lesson uh, just to talk about the the meanings of some of those words. <clears throat> um, I'd like to start with just just kind of discussing um, how I chose uh, the topic this morning. Uh, the discipleship is obviously your your theme this year, um, and so I wanted to to kind of add to that, um, and I wanted to be able to. Uh, talk about discipleship in a way that I see is necessary for us to understand right now in this day and age, um, and that's how our discipleship is tested, um, how our discipleship is challenged on a daily basis um, as as Christians, as followers of Christ, as as pupils of Christ, um, is is the way that uh, that word disciple is used in in, in Luke and in Acts. Um, when you think of a test, you think of an academic test, you think of you know, the, the stress of going into class and not knowing if you've studied enough. <laughs> yeah, you think of a math test, you know, it's just, you know, nobody wants to think about that. But, um, <laughs> but you think about how that academic test, you've prepared for it. You, you, your teacher has given you the material, um, hopefully, um, and they've at least told you what book it should be out of. Um, and you prepare for it. You, you hope that your teacher has explained um, the material well enough for you to, to do well on that exam. Um, you know, the, then, and the difficulty comes from you know, the, the concentration, the calculations, and the decision making that you have to make while you're, while you're in that test. Um, and in many ways, a discipleship test is very similar because God is giving us the the material that we need to prepare for each of these tests. And by test, I, I'm, I'm not talking about um, 
I'm not talking about the tests that are like the physical suffering that we read of in the scriptures. Um, that is that is a, t- a type of test, um, and that's a type of test that can you know that you can discuss uh, in a whole other lesson, and I probably will someday. But this morning, I want to talk about the type of tests that are are more subtle uh, because they they aim at undermining the very foundation of our beliefs. They aim aim at undermining um, our faith in Christ on a fundamental level. Uh, The the tests that we're going to talk about today, just just three of them that we'll discuss, uh, but I truly believe that each of these uh, tests can can erode our foundation on Christ and in Christ. Um, So what I and I want to clarify that I'm that I'm not saying that God is testing us. I want I want to make that clear up front. Um, when I'm when I say discipleship tests, I mean the tests that naturally come from being different from the world. Uh, that that naturally come from our values being different from the world. Um, and and when when you are the light that Jesus is calling you to be you are going to be shining into the darkness and you're going to be exposing the darkness just by being you, just by being the disciple that God has called you to be. Uh, You're going to be exposing that uh, darkness and the darkness likes to stay hidden, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, and, And those around you who may not know it but have uh, that have that um, that tendency to um, to have that that darkness um, in their life or have decisions maybe that they're not proud of um, maybe they have um, a difficulty with you being there just just in general they know that they know that you stand for something that's uh, bigger than yourselves or bigger than ourselves and they know that you stand for uh, something that is morally pure and morally uh, upright um, and 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 we know that 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 all of us have a standard of, of good and righteous and, and, and bad and evil. Um, all of us have that internally. You know, every human knows that it's not right to kill someone. Um, every human knows that, that life is important, uh, that, um, that it's not right to steal from someone because it's just not yours. You know, those are, those are fundamental uh, rights and wrongs that are deeply grained inside of us. Um, and, and God's put those there on purpose. Uh, God, God, has woven those into our spirit. Um, so if you, uh, the, the test that we're going to be talking about are, are the test of um, sacrificing our comforts, um, the com- talking about the comforts of this life, uh, and then another type of test we'll talk about is uh, filtering out the worldly values that we see uh, from day to day uh, that, are, that are trying to uh, infiltrate, I guess, <laughs> our um, our mind, our heart, uh, the way that we serve God, uh, and then also uh, we'll talk about uh, controlling our fears, um, the the test of being fearful, allowing fear to 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 take over in your life. Um, I'm confident that each and every one of us has been tested by in in any of these ways, um, and and I know that that putting this together has. Um, has stepped on my own toes and, and challenged me to, uh, to grow uh, my faith as well. 
Um, so we, the, the, another reason why we can expect that these tests will come is, is obviously what we talked about is, is living uh, out our faith in Jesus. Uh, when we're shining our light, uh, we're, we're in contrast to the world um, as a disciple of Christ, and, and we very much should be. Um, if, we're, if we're claiming to be a disciple of Christ, um, our, our behavior should be different. Our, our actions and our choices should be different. Um, so when we're preparing for these tests, we, you, can, you can think about on a daily basis the decisions that you have to make are, are opportunities to prepare yourself. Um, they, your, your daily choices of how you uh, spend your free time, um, you know, bigger choices in life um, of you know, what does, does, does my career choice matter as a Christian? Um, and maybe even how should I raise my kids? Um, these questions like these, and, and you can fill in the blanks with another question of your own, but these, these questions of should I do this, should I walk this way, or should I take this, this other path? Um, each of these uh, decisions on a daily basis draw us closer to God or pull us further away from God. And, and God doesn't, doesn't leave his will for our life up to chance. God uh, spells out the way that he wants us to live. God, God gives us, uh, maybe not word for word, the decisions that we have to make each and every day, but he, he gives us the principles that all of our decisions should be building on um, and, the, and the principles that are, um, that are going to shape the way that we live our lives. <clears throat> um, if you turn to Matthew uh, chapter 10, verses 32 and 33, um, we'll talk about just a, a quick verse on um, how we don't have the luxury to, uh, to delay these tests, to, to the, cho- the choice to not make a decision, because <clears throat> there is a temptation to do that. Uh, whoever acknowledges me before men, sorry, uh, chapter 10, verse uh, 32 and 33. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown uh, him before my Father in heaven. Um, so that, the challenge there is, is to, is to not, uh, not, Slow, uh, not be slow to make your decision. Not be slow to to rise to the the challenge of this test. Um, and we don't. We just just that we don't have the the luxury of waiting to to make this decision. Um, you know, if if you you know, there's some of those tests where you can just skip the answer. <laughs> you know, you're 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 given <clears throat> you're given a choice, but you don't have to answer all the questions. You can just skip over that one. Um, and as a, as a Christian, we don't have that, we don't have that luxury. If we're, if we're uh, saying to God that I don't want to make that decision right now, we're, we're telling him that that's not an important decision uh, to us. And we're, not, and we're telling him that it's not going to, that, that we don't want to um, change our lives to, to make the decision to draw, draw nearer to him. <clears throat> um, it might be obvious, but the, the ways the way to pass each of these um, tests, and I'm you know telling you guys how to pass these tests before we even talk about what the tests are, so it's pretty nice, right? Um, <laughs> uh, 
you just, you're choosing the direction that draws you closer to God. We've already discussed that. Um, but we also know the definitions that God has set forth in his word uh, for what is good, what is righteous, what is evil, what is wrong. And when you know God's word, you have the answer already. You have the, the you're, you're prepared already to, to be able to um, navigate these tests that God, that, that the world uh, puts in front of us um, and that God prepares us for. Uh, let's turn to Isaiah chapter 5 and verses uh, 20 through 24. <clears throat> electronic Bible here in a second. <laughs> Just a sheet. <clears throat> uh, Isaiah chapter 5, verses 20 through 24. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness uh, for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight, Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and champions at mixing, mixing drinks, who acquit the guilty for a bribe and deny justice for the innocent. Therefore, as tongues of fire lick up, uh, lick up straw and dry grass uh, sinks down in the flames, so their roots will decay and their flowers blow away like dust. Uh, for they have rejected the law of the Lord Almighty and spurned the word of the Holy One of Israel. <clears throat> So these, these woes uh, are, are a warning not to go down these paths. Uh, these, wo- these woes are preparing you to make the decision not to, not to, make, not to navigate towards these actions. Um, so again, that's a way to pass these tests, is, is to just to be, be prepared and, and know what, uh, what God has set forth in his word for us to, to live by and to live from. Uh, but the answer there and the solution is in uh, verse 24. It says they have rejected the law of the Lord and they despised the word of uh, the Holy One. So when we're cherishing, the, the opposite of that would be to, to cherish God's word and to hold it in our hearts. Um, and so when, when you're doing that, you're, you're already uh, fighting against the, the forces that are, that are trying to, to pull you away from God, to, to change uh, your discipleship into being... Uh, inactive and, and, and unuseful to God. Um, and and ver- 1 Peter uh, 3.15 um, uh, is, says, But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always ready, being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. So another way to pass this test is just what it was, is being read, having that uh, defense already in your heart, having that, um, having that understanding of what you, what purpose your life is is set on, uh, what what direction you have for your life already, um, and it's it's like James talks about how those who are who ask uh, without faith, who who doubt what they're asking, are driven and tossed by the wind. If we're if we're not setting our direction, if we're not putting our rudder in the water and, and lifting that anchor, if we're, just, if we're just drifting out to sea and we expect that, that God's going to you know, push the boat for us or, or that, that 
God's going to make sure that the boat is always on track, um, then we're going to be we're going to be sadly mistaken, because God gives us the free will to make make that direction to change our direction to make that that choice to go towards His safe harbor. Um, so I want to stress that you know that all of these uh, tests are are meant to. Uh, as we prepare for these tests, we're, we're growing spiritually. We're growing uh, our, our influence as uh, children of God and as, as disciples of Christ. Um, and as we, as we go through these, uh, these tests, we will come out on the, on the other side uh, stronger and, uh, and with better direction, uh, knowing what, what we should be and who we uh, should be uh, as disciples. Matthew 8 uh, and uh, 19 through 20, we, we read this this morning. Um, then a scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Uh, and Jesus said to him, The foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So I call this test the, the test of sacrificing your comforts or the test of dedication. Um, and when I read this, I try to imagine uh, what Jesus would say outside of the parable. Because <laughs> um, he, he's speaking in a parable here, he's speaking kind of in a riddle. Um, but I try to imagine, you know, if Jesus were to pl- say this plainly, you know, what, what am I supposed to be learning from this? What am I supposed to be gleaning from this? Um, and, and I see Jesus telling this scribe, can you truly follow me to every place that I will go? Uh, and where, uh, where we sleep on the ground in order to spread the good news. I, I feel like that's, he's, he's warning him. You know, the, these, these animals have a place to sleep, but I don't. Um, and, and that's the truth of following me. That's the truth of being a disciple. Um, I think he's also asking him, can you go without basic needs so that we can teach as many people as possible before he's crucified? So Jesus is telling him, I'm, I've gone without these basic needs. I've gone without a bed. I've gone without a roof over my head. Uh, maybe you had a tent. I don't know. But, um, but he's, he's gone without the, even the normal comforts of that day and age. Um, and... And I'm not saying this to 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 challenge us to to live to to live in a in a tent and to and to not have a car and to not have you know nice clothes and it, that's not the challenge. The challenge is when you, when you see a the the comforts of this life begin to change you from a an active and thankful follower of Christ into maybe a bystander or, or a or bench warmer, <laughs> uh, to put it uh, bluntly. Um, when you see that happening because of this life being comfortable and this life being not as challenging as, as we read about in the scriptures, when you see that, think about how you, what sacrifices you are willing to or what comforts you are willing to sacrifice to serve Christ. Um, 
for, for most of us, it's going to be the sacrifice of personal space. Uh, we're going to not, uh, not want to give our, our time, uh, give part of our life um, in order to uh, dedicate to bringing someone to Christ. Because when you want to bring someone to Christ, it's not a one-time meeting over coffee. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a dedication to that person's soul and seeing them as that soul and seeing them as the, the person who is, is going, to, going to lead the church someday going to uh, influence the church for good someday if they can uh, dedicate their, their life to Christ. Um, so the, that sacrifice is that sacrifice of, of personal time, of, of being able to just, you know, relax and have that time to yourself. Um, and, and in a way that's, you know, it's, it's kind of fighting selfishness. You know, it's, it's saying that my comforts are not uh, more important than that person's soul. Um, and that's just personal evangelism, but but you can you can take that into um, other walks of life. Um, you can just be the only Christian in your office building, or or in your in your team maybe that you work with on a daily basis. Maybe you're the only Christian. Maybe that's uncomfortable for you, um, and you would rather just not talk about you know what you do at church. You'd rather just not talk about um, what you believe. Um, and and that's it's easier that way, uh, and that's that's a comfort that we are I I believe we're called to give up, uh, because when when you when you're in that conversation and it starts turning south, <laughs> you have to make the decision to be a part of it or walk away. Uh, you have to make the decision to to go out with them after work, you know, to the bar, or not. You have to make that decision to to socialize, you know, with them when they're not doing something that God would want you to do, um, or, or you can choose not to. And, and obviously when you choose not to, they're going to ask you why, right? Um, and so that's the sacrifice of comfort I'm talking about, is, is how dedicated are we? How, how, what are we willing to give up um, in order to serve Christ? And, and Christ challenges this scribe uh, with the physical you know, comforts that are um, you know, sleeping in a nice bed. <laughs> Um, but you can you can understand why that challenge why that was a challenge to to him uh, because he had those things and he was used to those things. What are we used to that we need to be able to um, be okay with changing in order to serve God better in order to be a better disciple of Christ? So ask yourself that question. Uh, the next test <clears throat> we'll talk about is uh, filtering out worldly values. Uh, turn with me to 1 Peter 4, 1 through 5. First Peter 4, 1 through 5. <clears throat> Therefore, since Christ uh, suffered in his body, arm yourselves uh, also with the same attitude, because he who has suffered in his body is done, uh, is done with sin, 
As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery and lust and drunkenness and orgies and carousing and detestable idolatry. They think it is strange that you do not uh, plunge with them into the same uh, flood of dissipation, and they heap abuse on you. <clears throat> but, they will have, but they will have to give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. <clears throat> so, obviously, you see a, a, a list of worldly values there. Um, but the, the verse that I want to focus on is verse 4. It says, um, it says in, uh, in this they are surprised, this is another version of uh, New American Standard, uh, in this they are surprised that you do not run with them into the excess of dissipation, and they malign you or they abuse you. Um, the, the world is not going to understand why you're, why you're different. They're not going to understand why you choose to give your life over to God. Because their life is everything. Their choices and their, and their uh, values, their, what they think is important is, is everything to them. They're, um, they're so wrapped up in themselves and in their, their, their comforts and in their um, intellect and their education and in their beliefs. Uh, they're, they're so wrapped up in that that they can't see the importance of giving their life to a greater good, a greater cause of God. Um, and I'm not saying this for every, that everyone in the world is that way, but I'm saying the values of the world in general um, is more aligned with taking care of yourself uh, thinking about yourself first, and then you know, thinking about your family as well, but um, but it's not putting a higher power above themselves, um, and and that kind of it's it's that's at the root of of many of the problems that we see in the world is that they cannot take themselves out, put themselves second uh, to God, um, and that's just. A, really hard thing for most people to grasp coming out of the world and coming and being a Christian coming coming into being a Christian um, <clears throat> so you, you hear you know statements like uh, we all serve the same God uh, these are worldly values that we hear um, that we need to be able to filter out we all serve the same God uh, we all go to an afterlife uh, hell is just a scare tactic and your emotions are your, your emotions define who you are as a person. Anybody understand these, hear these before? <clears throat> um, these, there, there's different values in each and every one of these that are set above God. Um, but the, the test here is um, when, you, when you hear someone that you respect say these things, when you, when you hear... A, a boss say these things, or a family member say these things, or um, just anyone that you respect. Uh, if you if you hear these things, will you be able to look beyond the surface, and will you be able to see that while it sounds good, that is not God's plan for for you. Um, that is not God's. That is not putting God first in the values that they're promoting there. 
um, you know, um, just touching on that first one is that we all serve the same God. That's that value there is trying to is trying to demote uh, God and who He is because all of the gods are the same. Um, you know, God says, "Do not put any other gods before me. Do not have any other idols in front uh, before me." Um, and to to say that you're serving all that everyone is serving the same God is to demote God to um, a generic uh, God. Um, so that's just one example of of a of a worldly value that we need to be able to filter out, because we know that God says, "I'm a jealous God. I'm the only God. Uh, I you you need to." Uh, understand that there are no other no other gods before me, and we see that throughout the scriptures. Um, <clears throat> so filtering out these worldly values, um, you know, can come in the form of you know discussing um, discussing politics. Sometimes can come in the form of uh, discussing um, just you know direction of a business, direction of your of your life in general. Um, you know, a lot of people will have a lot of opinions on what you should do with your life and, and how and the direction that you should take um, according to their, their wisdom and, the, and their understanding. Um, but we need to be able to filter out the worldly values that we, that we see being in contrast with what we know God wants us to do, do and be. <clears throat> uh, the last test that we're going to talk about this morning is uh, controlling your fears. Um, Matthew chapter 10 verses 28 through 33 is where we'll be Matthew 10 28 through 33 Do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And and are not two sparrows sold for a cent, and yet not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father. But the very hairs on your head are all numbered, so do not fear, you are more valuable than many sparrows. Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my father who is in heaven." Whoever, but whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. Fear is a powerful thing. Uh, fear, in this context, uh, he, he's talking about the fear of someone who has the power to change your life for the good or for the bad. Um, and this is obviously for the bad. They're you know, someone who is coming after them to hurt them. It's coming after them to kill them. Um, I'm not going to to say that that we that these fears are not valid. Um, certainly, if you have heard anything about uh, the news in the Middle East um, and heard about the Christians over there that are suffering persecution, um, you know that this fear is real. This fear is real, um, and and this fear <clears throat> is is something that can literally take take over your life um, to to fear uh, the those who kill the body but are not able to kill the soul um, <clears throat> it, it can it can infiltrate the way that you um, 
make your decisions on a daily basis. You can you can turn into you know paranoid, uh, paranoid person who's is constantly you know looking around their shoulder, constantly uh, looking around the corner, um, trying to um, trying to you know defeat something that isn't there. Um, but what I'm challenging us with this morning is that that God's told us stop it. Don't fear. The, this fear is is not has no grounds. Uh, this, this this fear is is nothing compared to who I am. God is challenging us to to truly trust God with all of our hearts, and God is challenging us to to fear and respect God over men. And. I don't know if there's ever been another time in my life so far that this has ever been so true for me. Um, knowing that that this you know evil group overseas is is you know trying to control attacks that are over here um, and trying and and making it and confessing you know to the world uh, why they're doing what they're doing um, that that fear can can really change uh, the way change the way that you think about uh, your faith um, but the the testing here is that that we should not let a powerless man have the influence over over our spiritual destiny um, and that and that we need to trust that God has has given us everything that we need spiritually to survive and this this physical life is is not is not going to we're not going to be able to take anything with us um and when you when you make preparations for your for your soul for your spiritual uh destiny um when you make preparations for uh for where you uh want to spend eternity you start to understand that the the physical body uh, is just a is such a tent. The physical body is just uh, you know a, a vapor, uh, and this life is is very short. Um, and I think putting it in this eternal perspective is necessary for us to un- to understand that um, these men don't have any power. Uh, when you when you think of when you think of your life uh, on a daily basis, you think of all these things that I have left undone. You know, I have all these things that I want to accomplish before I before I leave. Um, I have so many you know people that I want to 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 do things for or or help or um, or my family who I want to um, to see you know get to a certain goal that we have together. Um, but but thinking about those uh, those goals first and or those temporary goals um, will will make that fear more real because those you, we're, those uh, things are will be taken away those uh, the the things that are in this life on a daily basis that are just physical those things will be taken away when someone like that threatens us but <clears throat> but but when we uh, see that. Um, that God is literally telling us, "Do not fear." We have to, we have to realize that that how powerful God is to to 
put our trust in. Uh, God is not, uh, God is the best uh, thing that we have to put our trust in. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Um, So let's understand that that the that fear is powerful that that it creates a respect for the person that you're fearing um and that we must control our fears um and so that it doesn't have control over our hearts and over our minds um so that that test i think is is pretty uh relevant today for for many reasons um i also want to talk really quickly about uh the blessings that we have um when we are tested uh, in First Peter uh, chapter three and uh, verse fourteen, it says, uh, "But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed, uh, and do not fear their intimidation, and do not be troubled." Uh, and in Acts five uh, forty through forty two, um, let's turn there. Acts five forty through forty two. <clears throat> His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. They, then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles uh, left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering, disgrace for the name, uh, suffering disgrace for the name of Jesus. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. So we see that they, uh, the blessing that they have is that they know that they were counted worthy. They know that they were counted worthy of the name that they are, are trying to spread in the name of, of Jesus and the name of, of Jesus Christ. And, and they know that just being counted worthy to suffer the way that he suffered, um, you know, like I said, we're not talking, we're not discussing a lot of the uh, physical sufferings, but um, the same way that, that we are considered worthy of Jesus' name in a physical suffering is the same way that we're considered worthy in a, a discipleship test that we're going through, the same way we're ta- that we're talking about this morning. Um, if the world sees you as different, if the world understands that, that what you stand for is different than what they stand for, um, then you and they and they try to shake your faith. They try to uh, make you more like them because it makes them more comfortable. Then you are considered. You you can understand what the the apostles are feeling here. That they feel worthy of being um, being tested uh, the same way that 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 uh, Christ was tested. And if you think about it, Jesus was tested by the uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees as well uh, by these these questions and these challenges to his beliefs and his um and his uh system of faith um he was he was challenged the same way that that we would be challenged uh, by those of the world um and so we can consider ourselves worthy of that name uh, and also uh in first peter uh, 4 uh, 12 through 14 uh i'm just going to read these three verses right here below Excuse me, beloved. Do not be surprised at the fire, fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for the test for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that uh, that you share the suffering of Christ, keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of His glory you may rejoice with exultation. 
If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. So that's a beautiful picture of of God uh, resting on your shoulders, God resting around you, God surrounding you and and supporting you and showing his support for you um, when you are being tested, when you're being when you're going through suffering uh, because of wearing the name of Christ, um, God's right there with you. Uh, God is this a spirit of, of glory, not just, not just the spirit of God, but, but part of his glory is with you because he's proud of you. He's proud of, of what, you've, what you're sacrificing to be um, a disciple of his. And so I... I I want you to take that picture with you as you think about the tests that we've talked about this morning and, and think about how uh, you're going to stand up to those uh, tests and how you're going to stand up to the world um, as we live in the world and not of the world um, and uh, as, we, as we live uh, a different life than what the world lives. Uh, just recognize that when, when you're reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of uh, glory and of God rests on you. Um, so the, the, my last um, words this morning is pretty much the, the lesson on uh, tested uh, disciples. Uh, but I'd, I just want to close by talking about how uh, the very first test of every disciple is that uh, you first uh, must believe. You first must believe and repent, uh, knowing that uh, your if if you believe that Jesus is who he says he is and you've heard the word this morning um Romans 10:17 then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God um and you know that you've fallen to some tests in your life you know that the decisions that you've made have taken you further away from God than you're comfortable with um if you if you know that this morning then it's it's time for you to repent of those things it's time for you to to find the path that God wants for your life and to, and to turn around. That, that word repent uh, means to, to make an about face, to turn around and to, to leave the old direction behind you and to leave the old person who you were behind you. Um, and each and every one of us has a story of when we did that. And every one of us, uh, remembers it like it was yesterday, because we remember, uh, we remember the feeling of of guilt. Number one, because we remember that we recognize that we were guilty of putting Christ on that cross, that our sins put him there. But beyond that guilt, we moved into joy, because we had that joy of repenting and knowing that we were washed clean and knowing that, that Christ gave his blood so that we could be washed clean. And after you repent you, and after you confess uh, those things, <clears throat> you, you confess the name of Christ and then you are baptized uh, when you're buried in baptism, you you again it's this this picture of leaving the old man behind, and um, and as we're talking about this morning, uh, we're we're all striving to live a faithful life after we've done this. We're all striving to uh, sacrifice uh, 
each and every day just a little bit you know, compared to what Christ sacrificed for us. But we're all trying to, um, to live a faithful life so that we can uh, tell Jesus thank you, tell, tell God thank you, and, I, and that we are uh, thankful for what he's done for us and by, by the way that we live that faithful life. Um, so if this applies to you, uh, we, we're so happy that you're here. And we're so happy that, uh, that God um, is working in your life. And we pray that we can be a tool uh, in that um, decision and to, to be a part of his family. So please uh, come, uh, come forward as we stand and sing if you need any help.